Welcome to The Forge, the official podcast of Blacksmith Ministries. Podcasts have played a crucial role in the development of my spiritual life, and I pray these messages will do the same for you. My sincere desire is that these podcasts and messages will awaken a passion for Jesus inside of you. Welcome to The Forge Podcast. We are going to do something a little bit different today. Um, my name is Shelby, and um, I'm one of the leaders for Blacksmith, and I wanted to do more of like an interview style with Mr. Richard. Um, not a lot, I mean, you know, we've been posting on Facebook and trying to keep up with social media, but I figured it would be a great idea to do an interview type deal, question and answer with Mr. Richard so that you guys can get um, just a little bit of background of him and how Blacksmith Ministry started and all that stuff. So, Mr. Richard. Bef- interrupt. Okay. So this is the great thing. It's a great thing about this. <laughs> is, um, when you're traveling in a car, because we're a traveling ministry of prayer and encouragement, mm-hmm. what is your favorite road trip song that oh. you start your road trip with off? And because I'm prepared actually came with the song ready in hand so whenever we start a road trip this is the first song <laughs> that we put on right now that's right come on does anybody know what that is free bird, free bird. yes <laughs> amen i remember traveling back to virginia back in december i went to see my parents with my family and I put on Free Bird and I love to listen to music loud like as loud as it'll go windows down kind of thing mm-hmm. my wife hates that <laughs> turn that down so God bless you Christy Gray I love you uh, <laughs> she and I just don't have the same appreciation for volume mm-hmm. I love it loud yes loud so yes. Free Bird windows so what's your down f- hair blowing yeah, in the yeah, wind yeah um, What's your favorite song? I don't know. That was out of the blue. I have yeah. no idea. Um, Come on. I don't know. I would definitely have to look that up. You're Hang looking on. Spot. No, you can't look it up. You I gotta, have to. It's like first song right there. Blake, what you got? Uh, well, I've been listening to a lot of Greta Van Fleet here recently. Yeah, uh, okay. pretty good. I'd have to go with that. Greta Van Fleet. What is it? The some, What is it? it well, the song's called, I think, Black Smoke Rising. But, uh... <clears throat> They're pretty good. Now, just depends on. I have different feels, different days. Some days I'll just pop on some like blues music. Yeah. Some days I'll just blare Metallica. I don't. Yeah, Metallica. Have any, any preferences? Speaking of Metallica, <laughs> we're going to talk about music. Very well. Metallica. All right, y'all ain't ready for this. No, probably shouldn't put that on this podcast. So. Uh. Oh, wrong one. Okay, so I actually, if I had to do like a Christian song, it would probably be Revivals in the Air by, um, Revivals in the Air by Melissa Helzer. Okay. It's great. And, and you can kind of like fantastic. rock out to it too. Kind of like a folky feel. Like yeah. Music. Any kind of folk music, I'm, I'm down for it. So if you have suggestions, wherever you are listening this, or you know, wherever you're, you know, listening to this comment now this is for road trips this is not for i mean yeah road trips i like funky music for road trips road trips you put stare out the window acdc no see this is beach music for me no 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 no. yes this is this is this is travel music this is in the gym music this is head banging music 
Yeah. See, if you're driving down the road and you listen to Inner Sandman, you get into it. You're, you know, 100 miles in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But before you know it, you've already been on the road for an hour. Yeah. You know? That's true. So that's why I love very true. love music. Sorry, I just took over your podcast, Shelby. That's okay. Any apologies? That's all right. <laughs> okay, let's get after it. All so right. we have we are finding out a little bit about your taste in music, but tell us a little bit more <laughs> about yourself, like. You so we know that you have a wife and Christy. Christy and what Gray. about your kid? Yes, Christy yeah. Gray. Boom. Um, your kids. What do you do for a living other than Blacksmith Ministries? Yeah. So happily married for 23 years. Christy Gray is the love of my life. Very much the better part of me. <laughs> we met in college at Virginia Commonwealth University. Go Rams. Okay. Uh, we met in a Greek organization <laughs> get together. <laughs> That's a very polite way of saying a fraternity party. Yes. Uh, when we were not living for the Lord, and it was love at first sight for me. So, <coughs> God answers prayers, <laughs> even in a drunken stupor. <laughs> which I do not advocate that by any means, but he redeems the time. Yes. So, we uh, were best friends, got married, moved to Prince George County, Virginia, where I was a policeman. And started having babies. Mm-hmm. Our oldest daughter, Savannah, she's now in her 20s. I'm not going to give her exact age if there's any suitors out there. <laughs> and Mariah, she's a actual junior at the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Yeah. So she'll, she'll be 19 tomorrow. Aww. I just gave her age away. So That's okay. She's still young. Yes, the loves of my life, all three of them. <laughs> they are the sun, moon, and stars in my universe. And... That's my family. Live in Hamilton, Alabama. I work for Clayton Homes. They created a position just for me. Like, That's amazing. Somehow they figured out my personality. So they, they came up with this um, title called the Team Member Experience Manager. So my <laughs> job is to interview and hire new applicants to be team members for our company. And then I'm to engage them in conversation and build a relationship. I'm like, that's what you call <laughs> building a door in a wall and opening it right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, uh, and so they've got them all over each plant. And so I'm like, that's a God door for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, in that time, when did you first get awakened? And then when did you receive the call for the local church that? actually birthed blacksmith ministries yeah so in i was born and raised in the church i'm 47 years old so i got saved when i was five so i've been walking with jesus for 42 years uh fell into sin at age 15 and it was the sin of lust and i hated it i could never get free you know it wasn't just something that you grow out of Mm mm-hmm uh, I think that's a myth. I think that's a lie that we tell young men that if you are attracted to women and you start having um, sexual thoughts about them, that you'll just grow out of it. No. no, Sin is not something you grow out of. When it gets a hold of you, it won't let go, and it has to be supernaturally broken. So I was dealing with that secret sin for years. I was in church, active in church, was a deacon, was an elder, was a youth pastor, uh, on the executive teams of several churches, and I was very open and honest with my pastors. Hey, man, I'm struggling. I need help. I want to mm-hmm. get free. I've responded to altar call after altar call 
I guess that's why I'm so passionate about altar calls. Yeah. Because I've spent a lot of time in them, you know, <laughs> seeking freedom, seeking deliverance, and nothing ever happened. I had accountability partners, everything. Nothing happened. For 21 years, bound in sin, mm-hmm. a secret sin cycle. And I heard a friend of mine actually said, hey, have you ever heard of The Ramp? And have you ever listened to any of their podcasts? And I was like, no, I haven't. We were living in Virginia at the time. So I listened to a podcast called John's Baptism by Damon Thompson Mm -hmm. in June 2008 and was wrecked. (laughs) And when he talked about wrecked, like ugly cry wrecked, so convicted. But the Holy Spirit identified that I had another lover in my heart and it wasn't another person. It was actually a sports team. And that my passion for the sports team was keeping me from loving Jesus with all of my heart. Mm -hmm. And so I got baptized again August 30th, 2009 Mm -hmm. and the sin cycle broke. Supernaturally. Yeah. Something that you battled for 21 years died. Yeah. August 30th, 2009. So that was the day of my awakening. I have not been the same since. That was almost 11 years ago. And this passion for Jesus just, you know how you can love God, but then you can be passionate about him and there's yeah. two different things. And so that just awakened a passion in my heart for him. And I just, I can't get enough mm-hmm. of him. And uh, so that's, that kind of started our journey. And so we started coming to the ramp. I mean, that happened off of a podcast. Yeah. I'd never went to a service in Hamilton, Alabama. I never went to a, one of their winter ramp conferences in like Pigeon Forge or Chattanooga. That was listening to a podcast yeah. that that happened to me. So we started coming down here to Hamilton, Alabama three or four times a year. And it was in July 12th, 2011. So two years, almost two years to the day after my, uh, what I call a great awakening, a mm-hmm. spiritual awakening in my heart. I was at a summer intensive at the Ramp School of Ministry they had for a week. And Pastor Casey Doss had just finished... Uh, teaching a session and he was going to conclude the the session by praying and declaring a blessing over the people in the room there's about 100 students in the room we were all full-time professionals we couldn't quit our jobs and move to to Hamilton to attend the ramp school of ministry so you had you know 100 businessmen or professionals Mm -hmm. I was a policeman at the time and when he said I bless pastors I bless youth pastors I bless traveling itinerant ministers and when he said that the holy spirit like hit me in my gut Mm -hmm. and i I doubled over and as soon as that word hit me i heard a traveling ministry of prayer and encouragement Mm -hmm. it was almost nine years ago yeah so that's the day that blacksmith ministries was birthed that's amazing that is amazing so you said in 2011? Yes. So, <clears throat> my question, um, this is more, this is like my last question, but um, our mission, you say that, you know, of prayer and encouragement. On our, on our website, it says our mission is to empower and encourage the local church to passionately follow Jesus. Yes. What does that look like? Practically, um, and like, like when you say empower and encourage, like what does that look like practically? Say for somebody who has never seen us, has never right. seen um, 
and they and they want to know more, what does that look like when we come in and we, you know? It's a fantastic question. So even give you more story about it. So when, when he said a traveling ministry of prayer and encouragement, I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea the time frame of that. I'm mm-hmm. like, do you want me to quit my full-time job and being a policeman and go into ministry? And I didn't hear the name Blacksmith Ministries for another year. I mean, mm-hmm. I am seeking the Lord every single day in yeah. prayer. And for a year, I don't hear even the name of it. So this is a lifetime journey mm-hmm. of ministry. This is not, I, I have come to discover that this is going to be until the day I die. Yeah, I will be doing this. Uh, and it may look different throughout the years. So in 2014, uh, our family decided to quit our jobs and relocate to Hamilton and attend the Ramp School of Ministry full-time, where I graduated in 2016. That's where I met you and Blake and everybody else on the team. So that's what God had in mind Mm -hmm. when he was birthing Blacksmith Ministries was for me as an older person to meet all of these younger people Mm -hmm. and really father them, really disciple them, really encourage them, really to pull out their giftings, and then travel together as a team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most itinerant ministers, and we need them, God bless them, they're a great help to the local church. A lot of times senior pastors um, can get frustrated, they can get disappointed that things aren't moving, they'll have another voice come in that can really thunder what the pastor has been saying and really encourage them mm-hmm. and really charge the church to get behind the pastor's vision. So itinerant ministry is a massive blessing. Uh, ours is a little different that I don't have a desire to come in and just speak of myself. Mm-hmm. I would rather come in with a team and bring a worship team. Yeah, I believe in team ministry mm-hmm. because if I come in, I have a gift, I have an anointing, and I have... Um, things in me that I can encourage a church, I can empower the church through the message, through prayer, through prophecy. But if I bring in a team and then we've got eight people, we've got nine people, we've got ten people that come in, Mm -hmm. now you've got, instead of one gifting, you've got nine. Instead of nine anointings, you've got nine. And there's just something about team ministry when you flow together in unity, the blessing of the Lord comes Mm -hmm. in. My heart is to, to travel to churches that just want more of God. Okay, yeah. And uh, bring our worship team in. That's great. Let them go after God. Yeah. And and there's just something about radically worshiping the Lord, and His presence just comes in. And it's His presence that changes people. It's not my preaching. It's not my teaching. Right. It's not me laying on of hands. It's His presence. Yeah. And when people taste His presence, we've seen it. We've seen people... Mm-hmm. When they've tasted the presence of God, just like the Bible declares, taste and see that he is good, Mm -hmm. it awakens something in him. A lot of times people have lies that they believe that they don't even know are lies. Mm -hmm. And the presence of God will confront that lie in them and break it. Just like I experienced a supernatural breakthrough that, I mean, a stronghold in my life for 21 years. I listened to a a podcast for 40 minutes and it broke off of my life yeah so my heart burns for the local church i want to see them burning yeah i've been in church for 42 years i've been in church services where people weren't burning yes where people did it out of routine Mm -hmm. they did it out of and they're they're good intended and they just weren't burning yeah and when you're not burning your life 
you're just opening the door for the enemy to have his way with you. It's like they're not in in constant encounters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're not living in freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and when you live, when you're not burning, your life can be dull and boring. Mm -hmm. And God has not intended for our lives to be dull and boring. I know that because I've lived it. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to not be burning for Jesus and not be passionate about him and not even know the goodness mm-hmm. that he has for us. And that's cool too because like you, just like you said, you went to altar calls, you did everything that you knew to do and then this one outside voice came in and probably said the same thing that you've been trying to do the entire time you were trying to break this in cycle and it just like clicked. Yeah. So that's really cool because an empower and encourage can literally mean an outside voice coming in saying the exact same thing that a pastor can say, but it's just different. It's different. It's a different voice. It's a different, I don't know, a different flow, a different vein. Well, I'll never forget uh, Pastor Israel Price, who's a fantastic senior pastor at Mount Zion Baptist Church in Hamilton, had me come in. And I'd never met him, and it was just a supernatural connection. The Lord hooked us up, mm-hmm. and that's what I told him. I was like, I want to come in here and so stir your people and just push your vision that God has given you and just yeah. challenge them to get behind you, to lift up your hands. And he's, mm-hmm. he was just like, you could, you could tell the refreshing he was receiving by hearing that. And it's just the unfortunate reality but our churches, um, we don't have people that are burning to lift up their pastors. Yeah. And pastors need encouraging too. And they've, uh, you know, they're the ones on the front lines. They're, I get choked up about it because they're they're the ones doing the work. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are contending day and night for their people, and they're so underappreciated. Yeah. You know, they're so, uh, they're probably compensated mm-hmm. uh, financially the way that they need to be. And it's just, my just heart burns to see men and women of God encouraged. Yeah. Because when you when you get somebody behind you that starts pushing you, mm-hmm. not, when I say pushing, I just mean forward, you know, not pushing down, but just getting behind you and running together with you. There's just so much that can be accomplished. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm sold out on team ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm sold out on it. There's, to me, I'm convinced that is the way. Yeah. I'm convinced. I, I used to uh, be involved in a SWAT team for nine years. Mm-hmm. And that's where I understood and learned about team. Yeah. And there's so much that can be accomplished. We had a team of 16 people. And we could do anything. We could do anything because we had each other's back. Yeah. So that's why I'm convinced of team ministry. You have a small number of people. Does The numbers are unimportant. Mm-hmm. It's the unity that's important. Yeah. And they can just explode. Yeah. I love it. Well, it sounds like you've done a lot of preparation in between the time that, what was it, 2011, yeah. that you heard the call. Yeah. And then 20, what did you say, 2016? 20, yeah, 2016. Yep. yep. 2016 that you kind of met all of us, but you didn't think that we were going to be a part of the team. You had, had no, no idea. idea. So what does that look like? So what kind of encouragement, what kind of advice can <clears throat> you give us say we've got something that we've received the call and we're still in that middle stage or we have just developed a team and 
we have no idea what to do, where to go, what kind of advice can you give on preparation for, say, even a pastor that literally has just started church? You've got maybe four or five people that are coming, say, even 10 max that are coming and you're looking. Um, what is What kind of preparation did you go through that can be transferred sure. to those who are listening? So the secret place, uh, the secret place of prayer or spending time with the Lord every single day, uh, the time uh, will grow. So even if you start off small and just watch it grow, mm-hmm. the main thing is the consistency and it's being intimate and personal with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not even for ministry preparation. It's for heart change. Yeah. You know, getting to spend time with my father. Um what I love about the secret place, though, is it, it changes your heart. It gives you humility. You're hearing, you're meeting with the God of the universe. Yeah. That is so key for me. That's my favorite thing to do every day is to wake up early and pray and just spend time to listen, to worship, to, you know, just all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That, that secret place for me is everything. If you were to remove the secret place and still give me ministry, I would walk away from ministry. Yeah, I, I can have the secret place and no ministry and be completely fine. The secret place is everything. Everything flows from the secret place. Everything knows from your intimacy with your Father. Everything flows from spending time with Him. And so I would just encourage pastors or just people... I don't say just people because people are not just people in <laughs> yeah, church. They're yes. sons and daughters. They're kings and priests. And that's mm-hmm. another thing I'm super passionate about <laughs> yes. is helping people finding out their identity. They're not just a church member. Right. They're a son and a daughter mm-hmm. of God. They are a king and a priest. Any son or daughter that walks into a church house, you know, they don't have to be on a platform. They don't have to have a position. They don't have to have a title. They can change their atmosphere in worship. They can mm-hmm. change the atmosphere in prayer. They can see the kingdom of heaven advance in earth in that room, in mm-hmm. any room they go into. And so I'm yeah. super passionate about helping people discover their identity and their purpose. Yeah. Well, that is, I'm blown away right now. This is, this has been an awesome time. Oh, thank you for that. I just dropped the microphone. <laughs> Um, yeah, (laughs) so, um, I hope that whatever Mr. Richard and I have talked about has blessed you. Um, I hope that you have gotten a gold little nugget out of this and, um, fun, fun fact about gold little nuggets. This is totally off the wall, but there was one time where Pastor Casey said something in one of our classes, probably during my first year. Um, when he was still there teaching and he said something and I remember posting on Facebook that whatever Pastor Casey said was like Chick-fil-A little nuggets <laughs> and I can put them in my back pocket and whenever I want to yeah. digest, eat those things, digest those things, yeah. I can just pull it out and eat those little Chick-fil-A nuggets yeah. of wisdom, of knowledge yeah. and revelation. Um, revelation. Yeah, so hopefully <laughs> hopefully that you have gotten you some good Chick-fil-A nuggets out of this um, that you can pull out, that you can um, ponder, that you can meditate on and um, we pray that you are blessed and that you have a great week, and we will see you back next week for a possible part two. Gotta do a part two. Gotta do a part two so we can learn a little bit more, um, dig out that gold from Mr. Richard. All right, have a good week.